we all want more for less. I think that's one of the, you know, biggest struggles I've had as I've built businesses, as I've helped others build businesses, as I've created, as I've just tried to put any thought or journey together as I go. And there was, there was an intersection I came to. And I think it, it was as, as things were actually working out, like I, I started to learn this. You would think it, it would be the opposite, but I started to understand that I think one of the biggest gaps we all have in trying to get what we want is that we want more for less. And I think the, the offset, the problem there, is that we start to point to the exceptions. We start to point at the people who got so much more for so much, for so, yeah, for so little, just so little, period. And then we start to compare our journey with it. We start to say, no, I just want more. And, and I'd like to figure, I'd like to try, I'd like to see if I could, if I could get it for less. And I think, I think we think it's the secret. I think we're always trying to figure out how can I give, how can I give less for more? And we pound our heads against the wall saying to ourselves, I know it's possible. I know we can do this. I know I can give more. I can give less and get more. I came to the conclusion. My conclusion, that's, it's just wrong. Just because you believe it, just because you think it, just because you want it, doesn't make it right. E- even if you're committed to go after it, you're going to find out it's not true. What are you going to commit to playing the lotto? Is that going to be your your strength in life? Saying, I, I'm going to play the lotto until. That's interesting, right? I bet you that crossed your mind right now, too, because it crossed mine. I was like, is that possible to play the lotto? To commit to playing the lotto? It's possible to commit to playing the lotto, but it's not possible to win. There's a very, the 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 word slim when it comes to a possibility in winning the lotto is, is a gross, it's a gross overstatement. Slim is not the word. It's a, it's a, it's a word of impos- impossible is the word. You're better off committing to going out and getting hit by lightning, right? We all heard, we've all heard the stat. You're much more likely to get hit by lightning than to hit the lotto. And then that's an extreme example that we look at, but yet we still use the lotto. We still see people achieve large, uh, large jackpots of wealth, and we see it in business. I think that's the, the biggest, most practical way we see people achieve this. And we see it in business and say, wow, he became a billionaire. He became a, she became a millionaire. She opened a business. He was a startup. And just right off the bat, it reminds me that we think just because that one person did it, that it has anything to do with easy, that it has anything to do with doing less for more. So we actually equate whatever that person did 
listen, we equate to whatever that person did and what they got, right? We see this huge catapult of, of wealth, of money in the bank. And we say, see, that person didn't do anything that hard. And they got so much for it. They're set for life. They're living this amazing life. It means I can do it too. And we completely, just completely discount any effort, any blood, any sweat, any tears, any trials, any errors, any misfortunes, any failures, any tragedies. We completely discount anything that happened in their journey up until the point they actually, they actually pocketed that mountain of wealth. But we're so bold, we're so, we're so crazy to think that just because they got something so big, they must have got it for so little. Some people think they could be Steve Jobs. Some people think they could be Elon Musk. That's what they think. Say, he don't do much. He got so much. I can do it. I can believe. I can try. I can be famous. These people are the exception. These people are the 1%. There's only so much room in the 1%. You can start there. You can, you can ask yourself, is there room in the 1%? And like I said, this conversation, this, this, this few thoughts that I'm sharing with you has nothing to do with the 1%. It has to do with how we somehow jump this gap in believing that we can do what's easy. We can do with little effort. We can do as if we're so slick, just enough to get so very much. Right, we makes me immediately think of music artists. We think, wow, they do so little. All they do is sing, and they make outrageous amounts of money. That's so. That's such little effort. Maybe if if we're if we're reasonable, we 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 give them credit for having talent, exceptional talent. You say, well, that's God given. That's what they were born with. They were lucky. It's very, very challenging to argue that. Yet there's an argument there. There's an argument with talented people because those talented people, they're committed. They have a strategy. And when they don't, I'll tell you what, there, there's plenty of famous people that don't have a strategy, that didn't, that weren't committed that just rolled with it, that just went with the flow. I'll tell you what they ended up with. They ended up with no wealth. They ended up with no money. Right? We hear that, we hear that story in the entertainment business quite frequently because there was no plan. They did hit some form of a jackpot. They did hit some form of a lotto. But yet we're prepared. We're not prepared for it. We're not educated to handle it. And there, there's something that's always been in my head. Say, so even if you had the money, would you know what to do with it? That's the scariest question I've ever asked myself.
Even if you had the money, would you know what to do with it? Because let's, let's pretend you didn't build a business. Let's pretend you didn't put something together that created great wealth. Let's pretend, let's pretend you just got what you wanted. You were just asked, what would make you happy? What do you think would set, set you free? What do you think would put you where you want? Come on, give me a number right now. Give me that number. Right? I'd sit back, I'd say $5 million. $5 million. And I know, first question that, after taxes, before taxes. Worst case scenario, that's before tax. Best case scenario, it's still, it's after tax, right? I don't care before or after taxes. What would you do with $2.7 million? Yeah, you, you, do you think you'd grab a calculator? You think that's the first thing you would do is grab a calculator? Let's see how much I can live on per year. As soon as you did that, you'd start to do more calculations. Let's see who I can give this and how I can pay them and how I can give them and help them and donate to this and I can be known for that and I can give... The, the calculations you would do would send the money right out the window. Right out the window. Oh, I'd start this business and that business. What business do you have starting this business or that business? Even if you were handed the money, would you know what to do with it? I'm telling you, the question has haunted me. And in a, in a way, it does haunt me. I'd like to believe that I'm going to be cool, calm, and collected. That I'm going to be in a position when, when that occurs and I sit back and go, oh no, I, I know why this is happening. It's something I've been able to create. It's something I've fought so hard to put together that it's actually happening now. And I would like to believe that would be, it would be in, in, a, in a state or a form of my life where I would say, this is just how life's going to be from now on. This is how life is going to be. I'm able to build. I'm able to structure. I'm able to create. This is the lifestyle I'm able to build. There's a difference there. And I would hope that within that thought process, I would sit back and say, I know what to do with this money. We recycle it. We put it back in. We transition it. We cross over with it. And again, maybe it's into new territory. Maybe it's in a whole process that needs to be learned all over again. Maybe it's in a new process where it goes back to blood, sweat, tears, time, faith, effort, commitment, action. Starts all over again. Right? With just more numbers, more digits. We'd like to believe that we want this money to spend it. I asked somebody the other day, I said, and all this money, all this money you want? I said, what, what do you want it for? To spend it? We think that's the gift. We think that's the blessing. We think the, the goal, the victory, the achievement, the accomplishment is to spend the money, to waste it. You think anybody, again, is going to grab a calculator, is going to say, well, where do I sit this for the next 30 years?
That's if this can be structured to gain. And I know, I know I've kind of veered off, but this is going down the, that, that pipeline. This is going down that avenue of saying, I'd like to do more for, I'd like to do, I don't know, excuse me. I'd like to get a lot more for a lot less because we're all trying to get time back. We're all trying to keep our heads together. We're all trying to hold our families together. We're all trying to build. We're all trying to vacation. We're all trying to do. We're all trying to think. We're all trying to have fun. We're all trying to strategize. There's a normal part of it. The, the part that's not normal is that if you're actually cutting back, if you're actually not taking action, if you're actually waiting for that one thing, leads me to remember somebody who told me, he goes, I want to be an entrepreneur. I said, really, what does that mean to you? He goes, man, I just want to find that one product. And I took a deep breath. I think I gave it a few minutes. It was a young, young man. And I said, can I tell you something about being an entrepreneur? It's not about the one product. It's about the one person who takes the one product and makes something extraordinary out of it. Somebody who takes that one product and says, Oh, I know. I believe in this product. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a wallet. I don't care if it's shoes, a jersey. I don't care what it is. Somebody has to take that product and structure it to get into the face of the consumer. Now to get it out into the consumer's hands. There's so much behind it. And yes, there are. There's times where it's trends. There's trends. Well, I, I want to jump on a trend. I got it, but which part of that trend are you going to be on? Are you going to take a little nip, just, just a bit, and jump when you jump on that trend? Are you really prepared for that trend when it skyrockets? Are you prepared for the skyrocket? So same thing, if you jump on the right product, you may not even understand what it means to be prepared to catch that trend. It might be fun. You say, wow, man, I pulled 10 grand out, 30 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand out of it. Now what? $100,000? Same thing. What are you going to do with it? Do you think you're going to sit in with a calculator and say, all right, well, we're going to reinvest this and I'm going to buy the 100 grand? Right now, half of it out the window gets you a car. You, you, your mindset, well, I'm going to buy that car. I'll be able to look expensive. I'm going to get more business. I'll be able to rebuild again. Car? These are serious questions that we all need to visit within ourselves. And it's not. I know, I know I'm using the topic of money because I think it's a great interest for all of us. Money's a great interest for all of us. We'd love to have nicer things, nicer vacations. We have, we'd love to figure out how do I get this money? I think it's fair. I think it's legitimate. I'm not worried about greed when it comes to money there's a way you have to we all have to sit back whether you go to work for it every day whether you're trying to earn it you're trying to create you're trying to sell for it you're trying to trade value for money that's legitimate this is how we operate in a society that has a cash currency as as its main form of trade right you say how do i get the cash it's a fair question now, the, your job isn't to be obsessed with how do I get the cash and having nightmares. 
How do I get the cash? Do something to get the cash. Work towards it. Figure something out. Get promoted. More commitment. This is what I'm talking about. We sit back and say, instead of, instead of committing more, instead of diving in further, instead of doing, no, we step back and say, no, no, no. How do I do less and get more? It's classic. Don't be hard on yourself over this. Don't beat yourself up and say, man, I'm just wrong. I'm an idiot. Don't do that. I'm saying you can bring the question up, but don't step back. You got to keep grinding into that question. You have to keep figuring out. You have to increase your commitment into that question and say, I will give more until I figure out how to give less. And as you give more, and if you pull back, you'll find out you'll get less. There is no pulling back. The greatest way to pull back is to delegate. It's to say, I'm going to give more until I get it, then I'm going to get some help. Then I'm going to get an assistant. I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to hire somebody. Right? It doesn't matter whether you're a business owner or an employee or you dream of starting something. You have to give all. And the way you pull back is to delegate, is to get help, is to get a vendor, is to get a service provider. Right? That's one form of doing less. But it's not in doing less. It's in holding down the same effort, just getting some help for it. You don't want to live confused saying, how do I do less for more? You'll go nuts because you'll never get it. Because you'll keep doing less, trying to get more, and it will not begin to add up. There will be times, there will be moments that you can appreciate, that you are to question and say, in this circumstance, I got more for less. Steve was wrong. No, I'm going to tell you, there are moments. That's part of... That's part of catching waves. That's part of little bonuses throughout your journey. Right? We go through slow seasons at work. We get the same pay. <gasps> We're doing less for more. And then the avalanche comes back or the wave comes back again or it's time to get busy again. And we can't retreat. We can't crumble and say, well, I don't want to do more for more, or I don't want to do more for the same. To make a living, do more. To figure out how to get more, do more. You got to do more for more. You got to more. You got to do more just to come in at par, just to come, just to break even. You got to do more. As you do more, you start to discover how to prioritize, you start to discover value, you start, start to discover that, no, the answer is more for more, the answer is in capability, it's in capacity, it's in availability, it's in knowing what to do, when to do it, and why to do it, and to do it quick. All right, now you own it, now you get it, now you say, I don't care what comes at me, I can handle this, I can give more for more, now give me more, or let me ask for more, let me negotiate more, let me compromise for more. You come up with solutions on how to get more because you've been down the avenue of process, of progress, of experience. 
And then you start to take some serious notes and say, oh, now I, I'm starting to get how this works. Value is a very serious thing. I cannot discount it. I should not discount it. I've been discounting it and I'm wrong. That's the beauty of that process. That's the beauty of experience. That's what others understand that, that's very difficult to teach. Because people confuse that with passion. Passion and knowledge, passion and capacity, passion and availability aren't the same things. I don't care how much passion you have. If you don't have experience, if you don't have the know-how, if you don't have the wisdom, if you don't have the experience, uh, yeah, your passion drives you nuts because you say, I love it, but I'm not getting what I want from it. And any expert will tell you, just keep going. Just keep trying. Just keep hitting it hard. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't go weak. Don't go weak. Don't pull back. Don't try to do less. Do more. As you do more, you figure out what needs to stay, what needs to go. You start to whittle down. You start to filter. You start to understand what's important. You only get to learn that when you do more. You have to understand that when I do more, I have to analyze. I have to adjust. I have to refine. I have to improve. That's how you improve. So in a sense, you improve by doing what matters. So in a sense, you do less of what doesn't matter. You do more of what does matter. So now you start to have a process full of value, full of integrity, full of something everybody can trust, full of something good that customers want, full of something good that bosses appreciate, full of something good that companies want more of. And if they want more of it, that's when they move you up into leadership, into management positions to help lead teams. They want you to share the more mentality. So we want you to share with our employees how to do more, how to be efficient, how to create value, how to spread that word of value, how to put that passion in their hearts to say, no, we, we're so passionate because we know what to do. It's a beautiful thing. More for more is great. There's a, there's, a, there's a process to it. I hope this makes sense to you. I know it does. I know it does. It makes sense. I hope you loved it. I hope this really stimulates your mind. I hope this really makes you think, How do, I, I got to go do more now. I want to do more. Right? And then we all become strategic about it. We start to make more time for it. And we start to put effort and we start to commit to more. And same thing, that's going to force you to filter out the things you do in your life. Filter out what doesn't need to be done. Filter out how to stop wasting time. Filter out what you're doing too much of. There are certain things you need to do less of. There's other things you need to do more of to find out what you're supposed to learn, how you're supposed to improve, how to become more efficient, how to get the workload. How to get it to the point where you can delegate. My name's Steve Draud, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's always, I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, it's greatly appreciated. Please, if you just clicked on this link and you went through this podcast with me, I love you. Thank you for listening. Come back Tuesdays and Thursdays. Podcasts are going up. Can't thank you enough. I just want to sit here and say thanks to say thank you for the next 10 minutes, but uh, I'll keep you from that.
Be good, everybody. Be blessed. I love you. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.